So what's the score at now? 23-31? Yeah, 31-23. Who's up? The Lions are winning. Okay, that's I mean, that's about what you expect going in. They were the pretty heavy favorites. So yeah. I, I I think it'll come down to the Ravens and the Lions. That'd be a I pretty really good looked. matchup. I got the Ravens too being favored, which I guess we better talk about that. Ravens Texans. That wasn't that close of a game. I didn't expect no, it to be. Pretty much just a I, Ravens one sided. I didn't expect it to be that big of a. Not wouldn't say necessarily a blowout, but kind of would say it was a. It was a twenty four point game. So I mean. Yeah, well, fi- final score was Ravens beat the Texans 34 to 14. Lamar threw 16 to 22, 152 passing yards and 100 rushing yards with two touchdowns and 11 carries. So he was pretty much just balling out yesterday. He was MVP Lamar. Oh, yeah, which is exactly I, I, what he needed to be. Yeah, oh, gotcha, gotcha. And another thing, too, is it was so cold. I just had the like biggest feeling ever. It would be so cold out there, and just like the wind was blowing so much that he had one of those big rushing games. I was just I was waiting on it to happen. Oh yeah, I mean if you look going into the matchup, everybody was bringing up his bad playoff record. So far, he played four playoff games, one and three, only had four touchdowns, and in this game, he basically doubled that touchdown production just by himself. Yeah. So. Right. If he can continue the trend, the narrative of Lamar Jackson wilting away in the playoffs might be going out the window, and hopefully so yeah, for his sake. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I would hope so too. I mean, I have so much respect for Lamar Jackson. He's he's a beast, dude. Like he is an actual beast on the football field. It, it just blows my mind how athletic he is. To just like, in his vision, like down the field. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, I was watching. I think it's the first or second quarter. He takes like a four-step drop back. Looks left, looks looks right, and the hole opens up in the middle, and he just he hit that thing so hard and got like a thirty yard carry out of it. It was like it was smart, like a very smart mm-hmm. move. No, he's probably the best dual threat that I can think of mm-hmm. as a quarterback gotcha. in NFL history. Well, uh, I wouldn't say in history. He's obviously like top three, but I mean, I a dual threat as far as being able to run and throw. I can't and, think of anybody yeah. that can run better than he can and throw to yeah. that level too. He is. He's. It's, it's insanely impressive how good he is at both of those, mm-hmm. and it like really blows my mind how like all the people that were drafting him are talking about the draft predictions and stuff were saying that he's running back or let's change your position to wide receiver or something he's mm-hmm. like no nah, i'm a quarterback straight up that's what i do and he showed yeah. you why i mean yeah he's gone farther he's probably on his way to a second mvp might be mm-hmm. unanimous and yeah possibly his first super bowl appearance now who do you think yeah. he's going to be meeting as we start recording this the chiefs and the bills play in about 30 minutes so what are your takes yeah. for that game bills Oh, I think it'll be 27-21 Bills. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. And then it'll end up being Ravens-Bills. The Ravens will take that home. And I think the it'll be obviously the Lions and 49ers. It'll be mm-hmm. hard for the Lions to beat the 49ers, but, dude, if they can. I mean, the Packers almost beat them yesterday. Yeah. I was, like, very shocked when I saw that. Like, I was watching the game. I know it's mm-hmm. I don't hear anything. 
You don't hear that? Nope. What do you hear? It sounds like something's moving around. Mm -mm, like no. on your screen, it sounds like something's moving. I don't hear anything. You really don't hear that? Mm -mm. Anyways, what were you saying about the Packers? <laughs> I thought I was going crazy for a second there, dude. It sounded like, like something was moving around on like a table. Like it sounded like you were scratching around on the table. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious, dude. My face was like, what in the world? But yeah, back to the football thing. I, I truly believe that. The 49ers and Lions, are. it'll be a good, good game. It'll be hard for Detroit to beat the 49ers, but I think mm -hmm. if there's anybody in the NFC who's going to, it'll definitely be them three. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Packers, I thought the Packers had that in the bag, but that mm -hmm. interception Jordan Love threw right there with, like, three minutes left, that just took mm -hmm. all the momentum out of them. And sometimes yeah. all and it takes is one all mess up. All to... their kicker needed to do was just hit that field goal. Like, if that kicker would have hit that second field goal, mm -hmm. dude, he would have been. They would have been perfectly fine. It would have been a tie game going into overtime. No pressure to it. But, hey, kicker's yeah, not always the best position on the field. No, the kicker is the easiest position until it's not. And when it's exactly. not, you got that moment right there when it's 25 mile an hour wind gust and it's like just getting crazy. Like the weather has such an effect on the ball, how it moves mm -hmm. and stuff. It blows my mind how that how the wind just like whenever he kicked that ball last night, it literally knuckled, started going mm -hmm. left and then went back right and then went back left and missed it. And I was like, dude, the ball moved four different times in the air. What the heck? Yeah, I know, dude. It was wild. How do you think about how Brock Purdy played last night? Do you think he lived up to expectations? To an extent, I mean, he just couldn't, for some reason, I don't know if you saw the video or not, he just couldn't get his hands dry. Like, mm -hmm. first, the ball kept slipping out. He just couldn't necessarily get his hands, I guess. In the middle of a play, he snapped the ball literally and just, like, wiped his hand off in the middle of yeah. the play. And then he throws it to a wide-open wide receiver, and he missed him completely. So, he did he good, did good enough to get the win. That's mm -hmm. really all you can – can't really be mad. He could have thrown four interceptions and went 12 for 31. With yeah. 10 yards, but, you know, I mean, they won. Can't really be mad. Dude, yesterday was a good day for long punt returns. I saw on the Texans, yeah. uh, Steven uh -huh. Sims had that 67-yard return. Somebody had, like, a 52-yard return. Like, it was it was pretty wild. Yeah, it was it was a good day yesterday for all kind of football. Like, mm -hmm. it was such a good – both of them were such good games. Like, but this one right here, dude, this is a living up to its hype to say the least, like this, this yeah. Lions and Buccaneers game is it's going crazy. I hope the Bills and the Chiefs can live up to the hype. I love, so far, the Patrick Mahomes-Josh Allen rivalry because they've played uh -huh. a handful of times in the postseason. And so far, Mahomes has always got the better of the Bills. But it seems right. like this year the Chiefs just haven't had that dog in them that they had in years past. I don't know if it's championship mm -hmm. hangover or what, but they're just they don't look the same. They're not, and like we were talking about it before we started like streaming and stuff. I, I told you about how it's really hard to do anything as a wide, or quarterback when your wide receivers don't catch the ball. <clears throat> like that is the biggest, I guess, downfall of their season is how bad and how, like just how inconsistent the wide receivers mm -hmm. for the Chiefs are, dude. It just blows my mind. I'm like. Pat Mahomes is throwing me the ball. I don't care what I got to do. I don't care if I'm catching it one finger, tipping it, whatever. Mm -hmm. I will do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the best wide receivers only get, like, 
less than 10 targets a game. So like whenever you get those targets, you got to make them count. Especially when it's coming from a quarterback as gifted as Patrick Mahomes. You don't want to let him down. For sure. Right. He's putting the ball in the basket, man. Like the bread in the basket right here for you. Mm-hmm. Just catch it. That's all you got to do. So, yeah, with the playoffs, I'm taking the Bills to beat the Chiefs. Then I'll take the Ravens to beat whoever, Chiefs or Bills. I think Ravens beat them either way. I, I th- mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Ravens, Lions, Super Bowl too. And if that comes to, I'm I'm picking Ravens to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, welcome to the club. Me too. I think they're just so dominant. Like, their defense mm-hmm. is, ugh, ugh. You got Roquan mm-hmm. Smith, Kyle Hamilton, Marlon Humphrey. Dude, they're just, they're balling right now. And that offense... You can't do much with that, dude. When you got Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, Odell, like, dude, and they're lucky Mark Andrews is hurt, or else they would definitely be killing everybody. Mark Andrews is their tight end who's mm-hmm. hurt right now. Man, he's Lamar's number one go-to. Like, he, even Lamar says, that's my man. Like, that's my dog. Like, it gets crazy how, like, their connection, whenever he's on the field, you can just tell they're mm-hmm. there, one, one and two. Now, somebody that's been paying a lot of attention to how good the Ravens have been up in the Falcons because they've got two Ravens coaches scheduled to interview this week for the Falcons head coaching job. They've got interviews with Anthony Weaver, who's the Ravens assistant coach, and Mike McDonald, who's their defensive coordinator. But it looks like Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh are the two front runners to get the Falcon spot. What do you think about that? Harbaugh? Yeah, he's got two interviews too with the Falcons. I didn't know that. I thought they had Mike Vrabel with two mm-hmm. interviews. I didn't know Harbaugh's had two of them. I hope we don't get Harbaugh. I can't stand him. I would way rather have Belichick or like a Raheem Morris coming from, I think he's the Chargers mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. No, the Falcons have been interviewing just about everybody. Yeah. I mean, you have to. You got to give your options. Like, you got to mm-hmm. keep your options wide. Like, it doesn't matter what their names are, who they like, it's more or less like their, I guess, history of the game and what they know about mm-hmm. it and how they, I guess, went about their business, how good they are and stuff, you know what I mean? But yeah. it just all comes down to, in my opinion, if you get if you get hardball, mm-hmm. it's not, I just don't think it'll be good. I don't know why. I mean, he he's a good, like, obviously he played quarterback position. He knows the offense really well. He's a run, mm-hmm. run, run. He's not a huge passer. We don't have a good, like, quarterback right now so mm-hmm. I mean him bring, bringing in Harbaugh would be cool like to an extent because you got Bijan, Tyler Algier you could just pound the run game mm-hmm. but and he's coached NFL before, before so he's got some experience I think you go with Belichick I mean look if you got yeah. the chance to hire the greatest coach of all time you can't pass it up even if it is just for three four years I was about to say even if it's just for like three to four years like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter. Like, you just, you have to do it. Did yeah. you see that picture of him going to Chick-fil-A after his first interview? Uh-uh. Yeah, dude, somebody caught uh-huh. him out in the wild, just like in the Chick-fil-A line ordering in his little suit. It was pretty funny. He's already <laughs> indulging in the Atlanta experience. <laughs> Lifestyle. Heck yeah, yeah, Chick-fil-A. I mean, hey, nothing will sell you more on coaching in Atlanta than a Chick-fil-A visit, Will. Dude, I swear to you. Because you probably and got... Like- my biggest thing, though, with us getting Belichick is, like, what 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 will his contract be like? Will he be strictly head coach, or will mm-hmm. he just, like, what will, what will he be taking care of besides head coach position? 
because he's been so used to being coach and GM, like we talked mm-hmm. about last week. He's just been so used to that. So, like, I feel like lessening his workload, will it make it easier? Will he do a better job? Or will it, like, make it harder for him? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if I think both parties should be okay with him only being the head coach. Because, I mean, as old as he is, I want my GM to be somebody that's going to be in it for the long haul and have a vision that he's trying to carry out and not just be focused on short-term goals like I feel like Belichick would because he's not going to care about the Falcons 10 years down the road because he won't be here 10 years down the road. And as old as he is, he should probably try to just focus on lessening his workload and prolonging his coaching career because as great of a GM as he was, he's going to be known as a coach. So focus on yeah. the coaching aspect and secure your legacy because you're two seasons away Breaking from the all-time news. wins record, most games played, all that Breaking stuff. News. Baker just threw a pick, 130 to go in the game. Oof. Game over. Tampa Bay lost. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I had to watch no, the breaking news. Breaking news. Lions are on the way to the NFC Championship game. Hate that to shit. see it. I thought Baker had a good comeback season this year. He was pretty down in the oh, dumps last year. For it to end on a pick, that's that's pretty rough. Yeah, that's miserable. Just threw it right to him, basically. I mean, th- but, that pick Jordan Love threw yesterday was awful. Just across the body when there was no need for it, a minute left on the clock still. That blew my mind. I was like, bro, what are you doing? Why would you, like, give that up? That is crazy. Mm-hmm. You think Brady's wishing he stuck around an extra year? Oh, yeah. I'm sure he is. But at the same time, he's probably not really even worried about it. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that would have been too much better if Brady was there into the Baker at his age. He's probably better off he caught it quits. He should have caught it quits after 2021 Super Bowl. Yeah, but. for sure. Dude, it's crazy that the Lions are balling. It's awesome to watch the Lions because they've always been so, so, so bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, last there. week was their first playoff win in 32 years, I think it was. Like, that's yeah, crazy. It was. Now they're 2-0 and at home right now. That's pretty good momentum to set going into the Super Bowl. Well, not there yet, but yeah. most likely the bad going part into is, the Super Bowl. Like, the bad part is, like, God. The bad part is, like, hang on. Mm-hmm. Well, while Levi's away for a second, we got to talk about UFC 297. Sean Strickland got beat by DDP, and what a lot of people are upset about, but I thought it was a pretty straightforward loss on his part. Did you catch UFC yeah. 297? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched the highlights of it this morning, actually, dude. I can't. Dude, that gash that Sean Strickland had on his face. Yeah, I mean, he got diced up pretty good. Everybody's saying he got robbed. I, th- I think he, he lost that one. Yeah, it was, it was like the most, I would say one of the most 50-50 fights. I would like a little more, like 49-51 mm-hmm. towards, I don't even know how to say his name. Duplessis? Duplessis, yeah. I, it, obviously 51-49, mm-hmm. his favor, but yeah, Sean Strickland. I think he either. I just I, you can't you can't lose you can't be an MMA fighter and not be able to like get up off the ground. Like yeah. when you get a takedown or you get taken down, you got to be able to like defend that. He is so bad at defending the takedown. I mean, I feel like he said his whole strategy going in was Duplessis had never 
been in a UFC fight that lasted longer than three rounds. So he was going for the long game. And I think right. it kind of bit him in the bud because he didn't mm-hmm. go out as assertive as he needed to be to set the tone yes. for the fight. That's the crazy thing, too, is he tried playing a psychological game with him and it came mm-hmm. back and it's chess, not checkers, buddy. Yeah, and I mean, UFC is one of those sports that can flip on a dime. There was an undercard match. I forget which one it was, oh. but, like... That dude had been winning the entire fight, the last minute and a half. All of a sudden, he just gets taken down and gets hammer-fisted and just gets knocked at TKO. In a minute and 30 seconds, he went from on top, like, clear winner to knocked out. Holy like, cow. It, it was nasty to watch. Yeah, I bet. Dude, that's nuts. <laughs> like, imagine spending, like, the first three rounds of a fight just winning everything mm-hmm. and then like you're like all right i got this in the bag bam 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 you wake up in the hospital like what well, in the world <laughs> yeah. i mean hey that's a good that's a good ufc is the sport closest to life uh there have been many yeah. times in life i'm sure you can really like you you're riding high and like no minute later it's like oh my how did things change so quickly <laughs> that happens way more often than i would like to say it does absolutely now, speak, somebody who just had that scenario happen to him is Seth Rollins last week on Raw. World heavyweight champion, Torres MCL, is giving a speech on Raw tomorrow to talk about the future of the world heavyweight title. Now, with the Royal Rumble coming up, a lot of people are saying they might put the title on the line in the Royal Rumble, and that changes things drastically. That would be crazy. That would be the craziest Royal Rumble, I feel like. Yeah, that's all, that'd only be the third time that the world the Royal Rumble has ever been for a world title. And if world that title. happens, then I don't know who's going to win. Because, uh, at that point, yeah. It's, every, it's any man's game at that point, 30 men. Yeah, I mean, the two favorites game. so far, Vegas has CM Punk winning, and Cody Rhodes is second. Cody Rhodes, unless The Rock shows up, which is always a possibility, is most likely yeah. wrestling Roman Reigns for the WWE title. And the Royal Rumble, if it's for the world title, he's not going to win that because they've got him going to wrestle Roman. And I don't know if they would want to put the title on CM Punk this early because they want him to win it at WrestleMania. So if the Royal Rumble is for the world heavyweight title, I guess Drew McIntyre would be my pick to win. Yeah. But I I hope they don't put the world title on the line in the Rumble. I hope they save it for the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, that would be awesome. Because that's be next it. month. The Royal Rumble and the Elimination Chamber are always my two favorite pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. For sure. I loved, I've always loved the Elimination Chamber, dude. That is just... It's like, that's like original OG wrestling at its finest. Like WWE's finest right there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, so far, nine men have been announced for the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Drew McIntyre, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Lashley... Gunther, who's the Intercontinental Champion, Chad Gable, Otis, and Akira Tozawa. Now, that's like one-third of the field already there. You know the Royal Rumble. Yeah. There are always surprises. You never know who's going to show up. In addition to that, Logan Paul is wrestling Kevin Owens for the U.S. Championship. So, he'll. I think he'll take that. He'll lose the title at WrestleMania. I don't know who to, but... And then... Yeah. They already, if they, I don't know, Logan Paul's already just, like, ruined so much for me, like, growing up and stuff, like, seeing him all over the internet, and then I'm like, 
yeah, finally, like, getting back into WWE, heck yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're taking over the boxing world, the yeah. maybe UFC. I, I'm waiting for Jake Paul to have his first UFC fight. Mm-hmm. Wrestling, like, they're doing it all. I just don't know. I don't, I don't see him getting into UFC. I don't think he's... I'm sure he trains for it and mm-hmm. stuff, and he, he would probably do it for the right amount of money, but I just don't see him trying to risk... I know he's a hitter. He's yeah. a heavy hitter, a heavy puncher. So he's. I feel like he would just try to stay in the boxing game more. But hey, dude, if he did, put him up against Conor McGregor. Do you think the Paul brothers will ever fight each other? No, they will never let that happen. Dude, they should. That that make a heck of a lot of money. Jake would win. Dude, he's he's way bulkier. He's he's more you talented. Conor McGregor's making a return. Who is? Conor McGregor. Oh yeah, that's what my. June, July, sometime? I think so, June or July. It's a shame that they haven't built up UFC 300 more. Have you looked at right. the card for that? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bunch stacked. of no-names. You think it's stacked? It's, it's, wait, 300 is, hang on, let me look this up. I mean, I didn't recognize any of the big names on there. Now, granted, I don't keep up with the UFC very consistently, but... I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty good. You got Charles Oliveira, Alaheem Sterling. You got Max Holloway and Gaethje. Gaethje. And then you got Jiffy. I know. I've never heard Jimmy. any of those names in my life. Really? Yeah. Bone and Cal. These five. Yeah, dude. This is actually, oh, Cody. Dude, this is a I'm just thinking UFC 200. They like brought Brock Lesnar out of retirement. They had yeah. like Amanda yeah. Nunez. Like I think Daniel Cormier might have been there. Like they went yeah. all out. It was like basically their WrestleMania. For and sure, I don't. I don't. Sure. It's not giving me that vibe. At least from what uh, I've seen. No, definitely not. But the cards that they have, they're like. I would say like OG kind of. Those are like some of the most mm-hmm. original fighters that. Have like I guess in the later two thousands, yeah, or the later like twenty twenty or twenty teens and stuff. Those are like some some just OG fighters from I guess you would say like twenty fourteen to like twenty twenty. Like mm-hmm. everybody on that card, they were huge for the longest. Now speaking of the OGs, the Magic retiring Shaq's number. What do you think? I love it. Granted, he didn't really do much, like, championship-wise and everything. I was about to say, so he played four seasons for the Magic. In that four seasons, he averaged 27 points, 12 rebounds, two blocks, played 295 games, had an NBA Finals appearance, four-time All-Star, one NBA All-Second Team, one All-NBA Third Team, Rookie of the Year, All-Rookie, and a scoring champ. So, I mean... As far as the magic go, it's a decent resume. But yeah. I think Dwight Howard should have his jersey retired before Shaq does on the magic. Ah, uh, Shaq just changed Orlando. And he put him like, on Dwight the map, really but Orlando. he had the like, better he resume as a magic, though. Yeah. I mean, he, well, they what, they've both been to one finals and lost it. Yeah, so Dwight... They made a finals. He was a six-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA First Team, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. 
Like four time rebound. How, how, like, how many more games did Dwight Howard play compared to Shaq? Dwight played six hundred twenty one games. Shaq played two ninety five. So about. Imagine if Shaq played six hundred games with the Magic. I mean, I'm not saying that he Howard was better than Shaq on the Magic. Uh-huh. Like Magic, but Shaq no, yeah, was definitely more talented, but a career. Just interesting. I mean, I think they deserve it. I mean, if any Magic player is going to get their jersey retired, it should be Shaq. He'll be the first player since Wilt Chamberlain to have his jersey retired by three different teams. Now, three different teams. He's got the Heat, the Heat, Lakers. the Lakers, and the Magic now. No Magic. Then Wilt had the 76ers, the Warriors, and the Lakers. LeBron will join that club probably the second he retires. Yeah, because they'll get Cleveland. Cleveland, Miami, Miami the Lakers. Which, this might be a hot take. I don't think the Lakers should retire his jersey, but I'm sure they will just for the optics mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, it, it'll be more or less like, I don't even know like how to explain it, but Cleveland, his retirement for Cleveland, like mm-hmm. his jersey retirement will be, it'll go down in history. It's like, I feel like one of the most prolific jersey retirings of all time. Like, oh, he changed I mean, Cleveland yeah. so much, it's insane. I mean, LeBron is a Cavalier. I know the NBA Hall yeah, of Fame doesn't do what baseball does, where they, like, put a little logo on your plaque. But if they did, he would be going on as a Cav. Right, 100%. Like, if, if you have one team, if per player could only have one team in their career to get, like, their jersey retired and everything, mm-hmm. you don't even think twice about anything else other than LeBron being a Cavalier. Yeah, which is crazy because he peaked on the Heat. Like, yeah, like, that four-year period on the Heat, 13. like, to me, that's his prime. Yeah, that 2012-13-14 was, like... Which, I mean, Shaq's the same way. Like, he was great on the Magic. He was really good on the Heat. But that Lakers Shaq, that was his peak. Yes, yeah, 100%. Like, when he's barely making it up and down the court, because... He's just so worn out. Celtic like, Shaq. But he's still, he's still in his prime. Like, he's he's in his prime, but he's, mm-hmm. like, still just barely making it up the court. The most iconic thing is when he points up to the stands or whatever, or mm-hmm. points up to the sky whenever Kobe threw him that lob. Oh, yeah. That's peak, like, for sure. Hey, that's why it's in our intro. <laughs> yeah, I, no I remember that, that Heat Shack poster you used to have hanging up. Mm-hmm. Like, Heat yeah. Shack, that's, that's my earliest, like, basketball memories. Right. Oh, I had the uh, NBA 2K5 or 2K6, and they mm-hmm. had won the championship or been to the championship that year. And dude, Shaq was so overrated or overpowered in that game; it was insane. Mm-hmm. Now Shaq was also in the news because Mad Dog on ESPN said that Shaq was the fifth greatest center of all time, and he had him yeah. ranked behind Kareem, Will, Hakeem, and Moses Malone. Now that went viral. Shaq gave his response and said he would put Kareem and Will over him, but that in his mind he's third. What do you think about Mad Dog's take and Shaq's response? Mad Dog needs to stay off the weed. Because <laughs> he sounds like an absolute moron. Yeah. Shaq, Shaq Diesel, baby. The, one of the most dominant, if not the most dominant player of his time. So mm-hmm. Come on now. You can't put disrespect on Shaq like that. He never did nothing wrong to nobody. Yeah, oh, he also put Tim Duncan over Shaq, too. That was who the fifth person was. 
but insane, man. How I mean, you can yeah. do that? To, like... to me, you can argue all of those. I think, except for Moses Malone. Like I love me some Big Mo, but he went better than Shaq. <laughs> like not at all, not at all. And like that's what ha- blew my mind. The Hakeem Tim Duncan stuff just comes down to if you value longevity or peak value more. I mean that's right. just a personal thing. I mean yeah, but. Shaq says he's third. I think that's a pretty humble but respectable yeah. take from Shaq. For sure, it's. I mean, it's not. It's not as a crazy as a take as old Mad Dog. Like that's just no. That's bad. Mm-hmm. That's like not knowing your job as an analyst. Like that's just being completely. I don't even know the word to use right there. Because it's so bad. Yeah, he's lucky he doesn't work for Sports Illustrated because he would have got laid off for that take. Lost his job. Hey, shout out and RIP to OG Sports Illustrated, man. Man, those 70 the years. in the world. So for those of you that don't know, Sports Illustrated was unable to pay his quarterly licensing fee and ended up having to lay off their entire staff. So basically, they're donezo as an institution which yep. is That's sad. Which, like, I'll always remember growing up, you you would always have the, the Sports Illustrated, like the OG ones and all that. Dude, it was so awesome. Sit there and, like, go through them and read and, like, just get to see the pictures they would post on those. But it's like you were saying, like, um, all the, like, paper, not, what did you say, hard copies? Of, yeah. How did you word it the other day? All the hard copies of like sports and stuff, or mm-hmm. it's now digital. Like, yeah, we, yeah. Physical media is pretty that. much gone. All the websites are going online, and apparently, Sports Illustrated have been started getting real political in their content. So that the fact that people don't buy magazines anymore, people not wanting to hear politics and their sports stuff, right. not a good combination. I right. I'm thinking that they'll come back at some point. I mean, that brand's too valuable for somebody not to buy it on the cheap and rebuild it right. but but it, it, it i feel like it'll come into more play like instead of them doing or maybe even keep the whole magazine thing but now it'll be like mm-hmm. i don't even know how to explain what like what i'm trying to say more or less i feel like they'll just only 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 be doing like those sports illustrated like women's magazine for example and the swimsuit models mm-hmm. that stuff's already getting posted everywhere it's going to be really hard to like create something that'll make it i guess more valuable like more mm-hmm. everybody sees it no matter what like the it's already online everywhere i mean yeah it's so like why, why buy kate upton's sports illustrated swimsuit when you can just go to google and find exactly way like, more it, better it, pictures why, it's so hard to like i feel like nowadays to keep that kind of brand or that kind of business going because mm-hmm. like dude no one's going out and buying a magazine like if you could make a digital magazine or something where you can like digitally get the magazine and all the pictures just get uploaded mm-hmm. to a file on your phone and or you get the like readings and all that kind of stuff on your phone yeah that makes sense but yeah. now no one wants to like go oh. out and buy a magazine online's the future man now we got two last topics to get into right now we got the Stephen A. Jason Whitlock beef. If you got any thoughts on that, and all the Alabama players transferring. That's last two topics for today. Butter. So, starting off, Butter. Stephen A. What do you Stephen think? Stephen A. cracked me up so bad, dude. Like, 
just absolutely destroyed that guy. Like, I, mm-hmm. Jason Whitlock's just, he just needs to stop talking. Just, just, just quit. Mm-hmm. Quit, quit while you're up. Quit, quit while you're ahead. What they say, just stop. You're yeah. digging yourself way deeper than you already are. Yeah. And it's Stephen A. Like, I, don't, I feel like it's insanely, insanely hard to out analyze or out be like mm-hmm. out analyze. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Be a better like, a shit talker to an extent yeah. than Stephen A. Like, you know, like he's he's a really good, really, really good analyst, and he's got connections and like hookups. Mm-hmm. You, you can't beat him. Sometimes it's just better to just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I mean, I think they're both right to an extent. Yeah. Jason Whitlock yeah. was right for calling out Stephen A. about lying about his basketball background because mm-hmm. if you watch his rebuttal, I mean, Stephen A. didn't actually answer any of Whitlock's criticisms on his book. He just went on a rant about something completely unrelated. So mm-hmm. on that end, I think Whitlock has the advantage. But also, that doesn't mean that what Stephen A. said isn't also true. So I think they're both... Right look worse for having taken part in this beef pretty much <laughs> yeah it makes them both look really bad like mm-hmm. and granted like people say people like beefs and stuff like that air quotes beef but mm-hmm. they like just make like bull like bull crap just making spot putting a spark to the flame and just making it go bigger and bigger is what they're doing and there's no point in it mm-hmm. i mean dude you lied about something in your book admit it it's okay good god like, it's yeah. okay who cares? No one cares about your basketball career, first off. And then second off, like, it's took balls, took balls for him to call J- or Stephen A. out like that. Mm-hmm. But I do got a bunch of respect for him for doing that. Yeah, man. It was crazy. So what do you think about those Bama transfers? They've had, like, four or five of their biggest players leave. It's looking pretty rough Thank for the Tide God. next year. Yeah, Caleb Downs, and they just lost, um, I believe they just lost a quarterback recruit as well. Yeah, Julian Sayan was a freshman quarterback and the highest-ranked offensive player in the 2024 class. Uh, Their offensive tackle, Caden Proctor, went to Iowa. Isaiah Bond went to Texas. Uh, Mm -hmm. Safety, Caleb Downs, went to Ohio State. Pretty much Nick Saban leaving just opened up the floodgates. Yeah, and what really, like, blows my mind is how Kirby Smart didn't jump on all that like mm-hmm. it just blows my mind granted they're doing NIL deals now and you gotta buy these guys mm-hmm. like you have to promise them so much money I'm pretty sure that Ohio State spent 13 million dollars on NIL alone just to get Caleb Downs and a couple other people this year that's insane and I mean Kirby his mindset is probably I feel like I have the best team in college football anyways yeah. I'm not going to waste all this money to improve upon something that's really not broken. Because the biggest bane to Georgia the last like six years has been Nick Saban. Not Alabama, yeah. Nick Saban. And now he's yeah, gone. Exactly. So, Kirby, he's probably the happiest man in college football right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, Washington actually got like two or three. Or Alabama got a couple of Washington's uh, mm-hmm. players as well. So I think that Alabama, I think they replaced that quarterback with one of Washington's studs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a freshman. But they also, they received a couple of kids from Washington who transfer portal and stuff. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they're not out of it, but they're definitely, I mean, like, they're not the old Alabama. Yeah, with the playoff expanding to 12 teams, they'll probably slide in there at like 9, 10-ish. 
if I had to guess and be like a good first round, maybe second round out in a good game. But they're definitely not going to be ranked in the top five going into the season. They ain't going to be the Bama they've always been. I I just don't see it happening, man. There's no way. They'll go, Mm -hmm. they'll probably go 10 and, they'll probably win 10 games. Probably. I mean, I hate it for the new coach having to start off. On the road at Wisconsin. They play on the road at Wisconsin. Georgia at home. Mm -hmm. I think they play at home against um, Auburn this year. On the road at Tennessee. They play Oklahoma. They play I don't know if it's home or Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, their schedule is actually, it's going to be tough. It's legit. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough. And, like, I feel bad to an extent for Kalen DeBoer, but I don't at the same time because, I mean, he's a, he's a good coach. He knows what he's doing. He's won. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. He's a winner. Yep. And, I mean, hey, it's what he signed up for because he had to yeah, know he'd be losing some players. Yeah. But... That would, hey, just, that would kill me. Good talking to you, man. Can't wait to cover it next week, see what goes on with this Chiefs and Bills game. And 100%. Next... I'm definitely going to be watching this, man. I'm uh, I'm excited for it, like 100% excited for oh, yeah. it. It's, also, it's game. next week, be tuned because we'll have the Royal Rumble will be in the book, so we'll have that to yep. talk about as well. Be yep. sure to follow our YouTube channel. Catch us here on Millions. Check out the merch. We got some great sweatshirts hoodies t-shirts all nine yards instagram at twc pod yeah we're gonna be having a new logo coming out soon so be on the lookout for that and we'll catch y'all next time yes sir have a good one buddy you too